Hello and welcome to the Should I Go See It podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me as always, AJ Rebecca. What's going on, Bill? What's up, AJ? Oh, nothing. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. It's been a bit. It's been a minute. Uh, Today... Do you have something else to add? No, I was going to say that I have a little bit of a cold. Okay. I'm getting over a cold, actually. Good. So I have a little bit of a nasally Barry White thing going, which some viewers might find incredibly erotic, um, but try to focus on the words, <laughs> not the tone. I thought you were going to say incredibly annoying, but then you <laughs> left turned on me. Uh, well, today we're talking about the monster hit, Crazy Rich Asians, directed by John Chu. Uh, starring Constance Wu. Uh, do you have the synopsis yeah, available? Yeah. Uh, this contemporary romantic comedy based on a global bestseller follows native New Yorker New Yorker Rachel Chu to Singapore to meet her boyfriend's family. Bill, should I go see it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you should. In fact, in our last episode, we talked about the death of the rom-com and how we thought that... Uh, we did. They're on their way out and that Netflix might be the only salvation for folks that love that genre. And then here comes along this movie, which kind of revitalizes the rom-com idea for a new crowd. And uh, it does it very, very well. Sweeping the nation right now, Bill. Yeah, it's huge. It made tons of money, won the box office its opening weekend, and then had barely any drop-off and won the box office again the second weekend. It's just crazy amount of money. Jeez. Uh, what was that stat you gave me earlier? Uh, I think the drop off from weekend one to weekend two was like six percent or something. And what is it normally? Normally it's forty to fifty percent. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, most movies just die by cut in half second weekend. Significant. So yes, quite significant. So this movie obviously has legs. It's a it's going to be in theaters. Uh, it's probably still in theaters right now as we record this. Uh, just making more and more money. So it's a big hit. Okay. And so. Is it a big hit because yeah. it is really well done? Is it a big hit because it's like the first major romantic comedy to hit theaters in a while? Or is it a big hit because it like is like stigma shattering and they basically casted a whole, I mean, there's no, correct me if I'm wrong, there's zero non-Asian people in this entire movie, right? Correct, yes. The entire cast is led by... Wow. Asian. That's crazy. Uh, uh, individual. So yes, it's, I think it's a combination of those things. I think it definitely scratched a certain itch for a large segment of the audience uh, and the market that wanted a rom-com uh, and more of an old fashioned sort of rom-com. Mm. Uh, I think the um, Asian representation was uh, a huge part of it. And I think that not only did it speak to uh, in our country, Asian Americans that wanted to check it out. But I think also other people who just wanted to be a part of it because it was such a big happening and it was getting so much press and they want to be involved and celebrate diversity and all that. So all those things combined. And the movie does, it's a good movie. They do a good job with it. Uh, and so it worked and that created even more good word of mouth. Because if it was if it was a terrible movie, I mean, eventually it would have f- fell off. Um, but clearly True. it's not. And normally... This is based on, like I said before, it's a, a enormous bestseller. Right. Normally, uh, as we know, a movie that follows a book mm. is completely lackluster. Right. Uh, but it looks like this film has done the book justice. From what I hear. Yeah. From those who have read it, they love it. Uh, another thing that's interesting is I had in my notes from when I saw it that there were a couple subplots that I thought were unnecessary or some family characters that they spent a little too much time on. I felt like dragged. Lo and behold, I talked to a couple other folks who also saw the movie and read the books 
and I read some other uh, reviews on it, and a lot of those were set up for the sequels. Uh, so they started planting that oh. stuff ahead of time. The sequel's already been greenlit. Um, Is it like and it's a trilogy of books, if I'm not mistaken. Crazy Rich Asians, Two Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, too crazy, too rich. I don't. I don't know what the uh, actual names are. Uh, they have similar conventions for the rich names and for the curious. Other. Yeah, something like that. We can keep going. But they started. <laughs> but they did start to sort of plant that in this movie. So okay. those things that I thought were like, why are we focusing on this now? We'll see the fallout from it no in the future movies, which I thought was uh, pretty nice. And it made me feel better about the movie itself now that I know that. Um, so Rachel Chu is the lead character. And All in right. like classic, unrealistic rom-com sitcom fashion, she's she's like, I don't know, 23 probably. And she's a professor of economics at NYU. Uh, the point is when they introduce her, I thought she was a student. And then all of a sudden she stands up and starts like teaching the class. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm not gonna be an asshole. Is <laughs> yep. that like a, a poke at a stereotype? Or I don't know. what are we doing no, here? No, they just I'm, play I'm just, it. I'm just, I know, I get it. I get it. I don't want it to. And now everyone's gonna write fucking hate mail. Yeah, probably. But no, no, that's just this, how they set up the character. 23 professor. I don't know if she's and, actually 23. I am saying that she's like 23. She looks certainly like she's 23. I don't know how much oh, she, how age she is in the. Maybe she identifies script. as a 40 year old. I don't know, but I know that she's a professor. It's the same same question everyone has when they watch sitcoms. They're like, how did the friends people afford that apartment? Like, it's one that's of those. That's true. Or you know. <laughs> Was a good one the other day that I read online. It was like a think piece about what did uh, what did Kevin McAllister's dad in Home Alone to <laughs> for that do house? to afford the house and to take everyone to Paris for vacation? It's true. He was a drug. Yeah. Then now the, the the piece was that he was really a drug dealer. Oh, that was running drugs across the border from Canada, <laughs> and that's why the Sticky Bandits were going there because they had insider information that he had drugs and money stashed in the house. I don't, I don't How fucking it. crazy is that? I don't that? buy it. I don't buy it for one. What do you think he did? I wouldn't buy that with a window. It was the early one. 90s. What was big in the early 90s? I don't know. Crack. <laughs> See? No. Man, he was, was probably a Wall Washington. Street boiler room type. No, but they were living in Chicago. Cooking the they books, live in Illinois. White collar crime. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so our lead is dating uh, this gentleman, Nick Young. They have been dating for a year, and he invites her to go to Singapore to go to a wedding. Ooh, the land down guest. under. And he has, she has never met his family. He's never talked about his family. Why? And then, well, he's, you know, making it on his own in New York or whatever. Yeah. Lo and behold, his family's super rich, which there's an old sort of joke in writing or an axiom in writing that if your story's like not quite interesting enough, make all your characters super rich. And by default, people will be more interested. Uh, it's kind of like how Entourage what exists. Are we, what are we talking about for rich? Are we talking about like they're at Mohegan Sun every weekend playing five card? Or are we talking about like they own like skyscrapers in no, Dubai? No, yes. This is like, yeah, because Singapore uh, is a rich nation anyway. And they're talking about, I think these real estate mogul Mogul, or his dad was a real estate mogul so they have the houses and the vacation houses and he's pulling up in lambos and like the whole thing so there's definitely a lifestyles of the rich and famous appeal she had no idea she had no clue what she gets there and then everyone's like oh my god you're dating nick young oh my god because nick young is famous in singapore because his name is attached to that real estate company or whatever but in the streets of new york he's just wearing like t-shirts and jeans and just is a normal dude he's still dressed pretty classy but yeah no he's everyone in the movie completely attractive uh, the leads, yes. Okay. The protagonists, yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, yeah, no, it's an attractive bunch for sure. Okay. Again, classic rom-com staple, right? Yeah, not, yeah. Nobody wants Put to Put a see, bunch of hot yeah. people in a movie and watch it fuck. They're hot, they're rich. You by default get interested in the movie. Sure. So some of that is like a little distracting to the point of like, really? Like, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so she goes there and she ends up in a battle of wills with his mother, played by Michelle Yao, uh, oh. who was I know from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, okay. Um, and she thinks the girlfriend's basically like a peasant. Exactly. Uh, okay. Not good enough for my Nikki, that type of thing. <laughs> and so then, you know, the the family has uh, inner conflict. Yep. There's misunderstandings. Hijinks ensue. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, fair warning, it's definitely heavier on the ROM than the COM. Uh, um, it could have been a little funnier. That was my only like real. What's it rated? Uh, it's PG-13. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my only real critique is I wish they had a few more comedic scenes or just a little more comedic writing because it definitely leans heavy on the on the romance, which is fine. I mean, it affected me. I got a little misty. I got a little, little teary. You like get it, misty it with everything. Job. Okay. I do. I mean, it must be nice to have someone. Uh, but it's <laughs> but it's it's fine. It's good. Uh, it does a good job. I mean, it hits all the notes that it should hit. I mean, is it predictable and formulaic at times? Sure. Uh, but... That's it, what you get with the that's, genre. That's the classic yeah. genre. It's so as long as you're okay with that uh, and and you're interested in it, like, yeah, check it out. It's a good one. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Thanks. And thank you for listening to the Should I Go See It podcast. Please make sure to follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It.